politics, life, Cross Kitchens, Kansas City's home remodeler, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at crosskitchenskc.com. My goal this weekend was to start very lighthearted and make fun of the comments of Mayor Quentin Lucas in Kansas City and his response to Missouri Governor Mike Parson, who referred to the two young juveniles, at least, the only two that have been identified at this point, and they have not really been identified, but they've said we have two juveniles that were involved in the shooting, referring to them as thugs that took to the streets in Kansas City, and Mayor Quentin Lucas responding by saying that is a, quote, dog whistle in the most classic sense, and basically saying this was racist of Governor Parson to mention these two young black teenagers that had hoods over their heads, sunglasses on, backpacks on, that opened fire in a crowd of maybe three, 400,000 people gathered at Union Station are thugs. God forbid we actually identify something that's going on and describe it. And apparently in the black community, thug is some sort of a racist term now. We can't use it as we've always used it. In My dad used to call a bunch of players that play for the Oakland Raiders thugs. And I'm talking about white guys. John Matusak was a thug. I don't, I, I've never thought of the word thug as racist, but we are now being told as a culture that we can't really use that term because it's a dog whistle, not calling it out and out racism. So I was going to start and make fun of this because you really can't, you can't watch a mayor give such incomplete information on purpose and not tell us what the hell happened, not identify anybody, not say this could be gang violence, not be able to say the word gang, not be able to uh, answer questions about whether the guns were legal or illegal, because here's what we know. We know both these perps were gang members, and we know they both had illegal guns. Otherwise, they'd tell us otherwise. Right? That's the easiest way to know. In fact, let's just start with this one, because this was a beauty. This is on Bill Maher's show. I think it's on HBO. The clips always go viral. Ann Coulter has sort of disappeared. A lot of you probably love her. I love some of the things she says. I love what she says right here because she's a truth teller. She's also turned anti-Trump. I don't know what their beef is. I can't keep track of everybody in their beefs with Trump, but she's sort of anti-Trump, but she's very conservative, whatever. She's on this show, and Van Jones is sitting there, Obama's guy, the crazy liberal dude. He's on the panel with Ann Coulter and Bill Maher, and they are talking about the Kansas City shooting and how, oh, we had another mass shooting in Kansas City. 22 people were injured and taken to the hospital from this mass shooting. And Ann Coulter, you should see the look in Van Jones. I wish I could show you the video. The look in Van Jones' eye while she's saying this and Bill Maher, they cannot believe she's saying this because they don't know. They actually don't know that the media censor and repress the information that is necessary to form an opinion on what happened. Listen to this. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have some we, idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. They, I mean, they That's how we know it's not a white man, I can tell you that much. Do you think they're, they're repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? I, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, Wait. well, we don't, we, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know you have special powers. Um, <laughs> okay, so again, the default position, let's make, make fun of her, let's have a laugh, she's got a superpower, and they make fun of her. Great, that's okay. She's right. Of course she's right. I think somewhere in the back of their minds, sitting there with her, they knew she was right. We have to turn this into comedy or do something with this to lighten the tension here because we don't want to have an honest debate. We don't want to have an honest discussion about what really goes on in America. So all weekend long, I thought this is going to be fun. They're making fun of Ann Coulter. I'm going to make fun of them. And it's very easy to make fun of them because it's comical to play the race card on this incident. We are now five days removed from this happening at Union Station after the Chiefs parade. And to turn this now into something racist is, to me, comical. And then the more I dig and the more I look, the less I can treat this as comedy because it's so sinister and it's so wrong and it's ingrained in who and what we are and it matters. It leads people like sheep 
to vote for a certain party because of the way we get coverage. What is the coverage we've had for five days in Kansas City? It's been about gun rights. It's been about, uh, oh, the heroes, the hero tacklers. Those are great stories. And then celebrities, celebrities that donated money for the cause because we're all going to be on one side here. This was evil. This is random. We need better gun laws and we can solve all this. That's the story. Five days later in Kansas City, this would not have happened if we had better gun laws and doggone it, there's only one party to be with on this because that party will never tell you the truth. They will never give you the information necessary to form a really educated opinion. Point in taking. The local media is complicit in this now too. They don't care. They're not going to, they're done with the story of actually trying to figure out what the crime problems are in Kansas City. If you think the Kansas City Star is going to do anything against this mayor or the problems that we have with gang violence in Kansas City, it's not going to happen. We just had a gang shooting inside Crown Center because it was too cold to have a gang shooting outside and a gang shooting at Union Station where the Chiefs were having a parade. We've had these within week, weeks apart. And yet we can't say gang and we can't discuss this and we can't talk about child soldiers, which is an actual thing. It started in Chicago. The gang leaders who are in their 20s and 30s recruit young kids, 10, 11, 12 years old, teach them for a couple of years. We'll send you on a mission. Here was the mission. I think we've got a 14-year-old involved in this. One of the shooters, I think, was 14. Load your backpack up, put your hoodie up, put some sunglasses on, and go on down to that parade and see what's going on. And if you get in a dispute with somebody, you're armed and you're ready. They call them child soldiers. Within the gang community, they call them child soldiers. Because, as they convince these kids, you're not 18. You're a juvenile. If you shoot and kill somebody, you're going to get out. If we shoot and kill somebody, we're going to jail for life. So they recruit kids to do this because the laws are easier on kids. Make no mistake about it. That's what they're doing. They, they, all of these things operate with one basic function. We're going to operate in places where they're not going to prosecute us to the maximum extent of the law, or we're going to find ways around the laws that there are and find the members of our gang to be in jail the least amount of time. That's what we're going to do. And that's what this is. It is sinister. It's awful. And as I kept digging, I can't make fun of this. I can't make jokes about it. I just can't. Because they're very serious at what they're doing. It looks comical to turn this into a racism story, which is what Mayor Lucas is attempting to do. The governor went on KCUR radio. Why he goes on there, I have no idea. It is public radio. It's liberal. It's the, uh, the NPR station in Kansas City. Why he went on, I don't know. But he did. And he used the word thugs. And now the story's about racism. Not the victim. We're going to move on past it all. We're Kansas City strong. We are mourning, like in mourning for the death of Lisa Lopez Galvin and her family. And we're raising money for her. And celebrities are pouring it in. And we're talking about the 22 other victims that were taken to hospitals. And we're thinking all these victims are like Lisa Lopez Galvin. Members of our community, well-liked, well-known in their neighborhood, around their schools, in the suburbs. Innocent bystanders got shot up by terrorists. This is basically the way this has been portrayed to everyone. That's not what this is. This was gang members shooting at each other, and there was collateral damage. How many people have been identified? You've seen a picture of Patrick Mahomes and the wife in the hospital with a girl that was shot, right? You've seen that. We're going to go ahead and go with the fact that she was an innocent bystander. We've heard, I've heard of two or three others. I, I, I'll take all the emails you got here. If you, can, if you can count up to 22 that have been identified that were taken to the hospital that were all innocent bystanders, I, I'm, I'm ready for that list. I'm at about five. I've seen about five people in our community somehow identified that they were caught in the crossfire. That leaves 17. We know two were taken into custody. We know those guys are gang members and they were juveniles. We know an adult was released. We have stories that an adult may have started the dispute and the kids acted out the violence. Sounds like gang leaders to me, doesn't it? If we've identified about five people that were shot or taken to the hospitals, who are the rest of them? Folks, I was there. And this is profiling in the most classic sense. I had a very light hoodie on. 
Hoodies come in wide variety. You can wear a thick hoodie, a Carhartt hoodie that's going to keep you really warm on a cold day, or a light hoodie on a day that's 64 degrees like it was. But I like the hoodie. It's a, I, I just like it. If it starts raining or I need to put the hood up, I don't put the hood up that often, but if I need to, I can. So I've got a hoodie on and a light jacket, and I'm carrying a bag on my shoulder for the four of us. We, we took turns. I wasn't the only one that carried it. Jessica carried it for a while, but we're carrying a little bag. So we didn't, it was not an unusual look. What is unusual, okay, what is unusual is to have the sunglasses on, the hoodie up on a day like this, and a two-arm backpack, classic backpack, not a cooler, like a little cooler thing, which is what we had, a classic backpack, and you're walking around, around dozens of other teenagers, mostly black, dressed like this. And if you look at the shots that TMZ has put up and Daily Mail and a lot of other websites, they've identified the two that were taken in or the shooters before it happened. There are videos where you could see them arguing. You could see them walking around and you see plenty of other young, I don't know, teenage, 20s, 30-somethings walking around that had a little backpack on or maybe even a hoodie that were not trying to hide themselves, didn't have, ball, didn't have the, the hoodie over the ball cap is just classic, okay? If you want to profile people when you're in public and you see somebody with a backpack and a ball cap and sunglasses and a hoodie up over their head, get the hell away. I'm just telling you right now, get away. I don't care whether, whether it's male, female, black, white, young, old, I don't care, get away. They are clearly walking around to not be identified. That's just, that's not a dog whistle. Get away. That's profiling. That's common sense. When we say our heads on a swivel in an event like this, it is. Okay, so if you look at the videos, I looked at one on TMZ. We're in the shot where they're showing the two that they thought were in a dispute. I saw six people, six, dressed that way. Six. If you think two random gang members showed up in that spot and started shooting at each other and 22 innocent people got mowed down and we don't know who they are and they haven't said anything about it. We've identified about five of them. If you think that's what happened, I can't help you. Nobody is getting the story here and they have, they're going to have to come clean. We need a list of the victims. We need to know who they were. It's very important if these are good members of our society, innocent bystanders, that they come forward and say, hey, it was me. I got shot. My wife got shot. My kid, whatever. This happened to us. We were innocent. I need to hear more of these stories. I want it to add up to 22. I'd like to think it was just these two kids shooting at each other. And accidentally, they're such bad shots with automatic weapons that they shot others. But that's not what this is going to be. There's going to be multiple shooters. We're going to have gotaways that they're looking for right now. The reason it's so quiet, some people fired shots and ran and got away. They didn't catch everybody. There's no way. Do you think they would have caught, you think they'd have that kid that those heroes, the one man from here and the one from Wichita that tackled the kid running out, if that kid ran out of Crown Center and was gone, do you think they'd have him in custody right now? I don't. I don't. I don't think if they'd tackled him, they'd have him in custody right now. And it would just be, oh, we've got a lone gunman that fired shots and they wouldn't know. They're not telling us, folks. They don't want us to know. It's almost like this. They were pressed for two reasons. One, for elections and power, obviously. That's their main game. But number two, the public can't handle the truth. They don't want to know that if they come to Kansas City, Missouri, at any point, you could get caught in crossfire. And again, I don't believe anybody went to Union Station to kill innocent people. I don't believe that for a second. I think there, I personally think there were probably at least two or 300 gang members in attendance that were carrying guns and backpacks. I believe that. At least. I mean, if you were in a gang and you lived within two miles of there, why wouldn't you be there? Why would you be walking the same streets you walk every day and doing whatever it is you do? Why wouldn't you be there? There's commerce there. There's things to buy and sell. There's fun. There's action. You love your football team. Gang members love the Chiefs too. Why wouldn't you be there? And if you go there, believe me, you carry your backpack with all your weapons. That's what you do when you're in a gang. And they're not legal guns. And so we're going to turn this into racism. That's what Mayor Q is going to do. He's going to say, that the governor's bad. Mike Parson used a classic sense dog whistle about racism. Lucas went on to say, I agree it was criminal activity and it was lawlessness. Okay, there's a step that's better than what he said on Friday. 
Mayor Lucas over the weekend said, or Thursday, he went, went on to say he thought it was criminal activity and law and assist. Let's identify this as gang activity. This is very important for our city. We need to have, we, we always say, we need to have an open discussion. We need to have dialogue. We need to have, let's talk about gangs. Let's talk about gangs and whether it's safe to go to Kansas City or what, because there's shootings every day. There's not a homicide every day. There are shootings every day within a two-mile radius of where that happened. Every day, there is gunfire. Every day. Every day. Doesn't mean somebody gets shot. Doesn't mean somebody gets hit. Doesn't mean somebody gets killed. There's gunfire every day. I want to know about the gotaways. I want to know about the other victims. We're sitting here doing this Kansas City strong thing like we were attacked. We weren't. We went onto their turf. Understand this. This is no different than going to, you know, one of these ocean cruises and getting in a shark cage and swimming with the sharks. There's danger involved. You're in their environment. We went into their environment. They control the streets. They do. It's dangerous. It is a very dangerous place in America. We know the area in Kansas City. You could take a compass and draw a little two-mile radius circle of where it's all happening. It's dangerous as hell. It goes over to 49 Highway and to the east side of 49 Highway. We know where it is. It's more south of the loop and south of I-70 than north, although there's pockets to the north as well. But the really dangerous part, we know exactly where it is. You can see the crime statistics. It's not hard. The east division of Kansas City, Missouri, which is on the other side of 49, had the most shooting calls and homicide calls in 2023 of any Kansas City, Missouri division. The number two division was the police division where this occurred, where we're going to build a ballpark. <laughs> but we can't say that because they want their money. They want their ballpark. They want to do this. I'm telling you, violence is a collateral issue for for progressives in this country. It just comes with the deal. The way you get elected, the way you stay in charge, bad things are going to happen. And it's just, it's just a cost to doing business. It just is what it is. And, you know, the local news, I turn it on this morning, they've moved on. The lead story was weather. They've moved on. This story is just going to die on a vine. We're going to need TMZ. We're going to need Daily Caller. Uh, we're going to need Daily Mail. We're going to need all kinds of different websites to stay on this. The poor dad, drunk dad in Olathe, had a deal over the weekend. He had to put out a press release and hire lawyers. You know, the big heavy set guy that was handcuffed and looked like he was in a jumpsuit. He wasn't. He was just in chief's red clothes. Was sitting on the curb and was identified as some sort of a terrorist, illegal immigrant that came in and was plotting a bomb threat or whatever on social media. Dude lives in Olathe with his family. He went to the parade and got drunk. So they cuffed him up because he was drunk and in an area they were trying to clear and he wouldn't clear the area. And when you don't listen to authorities and you're drunk, they're going to cuff you up. They did not charge him with any crime. They've released him. He was not part of the shooting at all. Stop sending messages and pictures and videos of this guy. This thing has been botched on an historic level in this town by all media. And I'm not picking on the star or the news channels or anything. There were some great reporting and great stories. There were some really good things. But nobody in this town wants to talk about the actual story. Does anybody not use critical thinking? Who are the victims? We're sitting here mourning like, oh my God, 22 people went to jail. I don't feel sorry for a single gang member that was shot and went to jail. Not one. I don't have it in me. I don't have the time for that. We're a city of two plus million people that believe 22 innocent bystanders got shot because these two guys that were, in, in, uh, were, were taken in we're shooting at each other and decided to shoot these other people or whatever. I, I don't know what people are thinking. That isn't what happened. There, there's way too much information to know that, that that's not, that that's not what happened. But we're going to keep this up. We're going to keep doing Kansas City strong and mourning for the gangbangers that went to the hospital, that got shot, that walked away. One dude was holding a bloody face. He was a gangbanger. You can spot him. The cops know. They'd be truth tellers, but they won't give them the microphone. They put the police chief in front. She has to say what the mayor tells her to say. It's terrible. This whole thing has just been completely botched. And I, I really, 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 really want to make fun of the mayor for turning this into racism. But damn it, it works for them. They're going to change the story completely. 
They're going to get it off gang violence. We're never going to find out who the 22 people were that were shot. If you know somebody, an innocent person that hasn't been identified that was injured, injured and taken to the hospital of these 22 people, please email me, Kevin at KKSissues.com and, and let me know. You don't have to tell me their names. Just say, listen, one of them lives in my neighborhood and they're innocent. They're not in a gang. This happened and they want to remain private. Okay. I respect that. And I do believe there will be more that want to remain private. But we're at this point, we're talking about 17 or 18 people that got taken to the hospital that haven't even remotely been identified or we know about. Do you think Patrick Mahomes and his wife were walking around room to room in Children's Mercy and visiting gang members that got shot? I don't. Do you think he went in where the shooter was? I don't. Seen a couple pictures. We've heard about Lisa Lopez Galvin and the tragedy her family has endured. I need more, folks. I'm an information hound. At my core, I'm an info hound. I got lots of questions. I know the name of this podcast is that I have issues, but I got more questions than issues. I can promise you that. And this thing is filled with questions. And now they're going to turn it into racism because Mike Parson used the term thug, describing the thugs that did this. Unbelievable. All right, before we get on to some national news, I want to let you know that KKHI is brought to you by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC in Excelsior Springs. Uh, F-A-F-O in Excelsior Springs. <laughs> Good luck getting out of that town. Woo! RobertsRobinson.com is home of the lifetime warranty. Low interest rates are back. 0.9% financing available in all your favorites. Chevy Silverado, GMC Sierra, and the great line of SUVs across both Makers, including Chevy Blazer, like the one I drive from Roberts Robinson. My next vehicle will be a truck from Roberts Robinson. I love them. These are good dudes, man. You're going to love doing business with them. And they are the home of the lifetime warranty online at robertsrobinson.com. Great Life KC, play more golf. I've got a tea time Wednesday afternoon at Falcon Ridge. My buddy Jay Elzey over there uh, set us up around close to three o'clock. I think we'll be able to get nine holes in after I get my work done on Wednesday. And Jessica made a tea time at Canyon Farms for Saturday. We're planning on playing more golf. We know it's February, but we love to play golf. If you want to play more golf, please log on to greatlifekc.com. There are memberships available. You can call JLZ at Falcon Ridge. There's, there have not been memberships available at Falcon Ridge for three years. They have about 10 to 15 of them available this year. If you'd like to join, it's a monthly fee course. Play all the golf you want. It is the best way to play golf. Play anytime you want as a member right? Without the stuffy private club. These are not stuffy private clubs. Not what they are. It's basically like a, a, the best way is like a fitness gym or something. You just have a membership to the gym and everybody goes, everybody plays. You won't get to know every member, but if you want to be involved in the men's league and do classic things like that, the clubs have, you can do that at Falcon Ridge, Canyon Farms, Prairie Highlands, Staley Farms in Kansas City, or pick any of the dozen or more great life courses in Kansas City that are daily fee courses and just go play once or twice this year. When you want to play golf, it's greatlifekc.com. You want to get a hold of my buddy Jay at Falcon Ridge? Maybe we'll run into each other, play some golf this year. It's 393-GOLF. Just call them directly and say, I want to join. I heard there's memberships back at Falcon Ridge. 913-393-GOLF for greatlifekc.com. Play more golf. North Kansas City Dental. We talk a lot about Dr. Bush and his team of award-winning dentists. Many of you have made the switch. But did you know North Kansas City Dental? The building that he bought and has put so much into also now features North Kansas City aesthetics, which is all kinds of different things for your wellness. Cassie Mole is there. She is Kansas City's favorite aesthetic nurse. They do Botox and different things, injections and creams and all kinds of things. You may want this. A lot of men are doing this now, but your wife may like it as well. If you'd like to treat her to a consultation, I got a sweet deal for you right now. They gave me another stack of these $100 gift cards. $100 off any service at NKC Aesthetics. One-time use only. All right? They expire in a couple of weeks. So we got to get them used. If you want one, just shoot me an email. Kevin at KKSissues.com. I'll send you, I'll, I'll put it in the mail. $100 gift card to North Kansas City Aesthetics. And you are hooked up and ready to go. Shoot me an email. Friends at NKC Dental and NKC Aesthetics are the best in the biz. Two locations in the Kansas City area. How about this? There's a California bill out there. In California, they want to make this a law. If you own guns in California, 
you must report to the state of California the number of guns that you own and give that number to your insurance company. Insurance companies. They want to raise your rates if you own guns, thinking that your house is more dangerous. What? I, I'm, not, I'm not the best guy to talk about guns, right? I'm just like a common sense dude. I am no gun expert. I don't get it. It's my understanding if you want to buy a gun, you register it like you register your vehicle or your boat or a lot of things you register with the government, like my house that I have to pay taxes on. Pretty sure the government knows, knows how many houses I own. I'm pretty sure they know how many cars I own. How does the state of California, if you're registering your guns, not know how many guns you have? Why do they need this bill? Nobody with illegal guns is going to tell you that they have illegal guns. They're not going to report them on some form to avoid the, well, I've got all these illegal guns, so I'm going to report these to the state and to an insurance company. No. What? What kind of bill is this? I mean, it sounds like classic liberal politics. We're better than you. We're going to come up with something that makes people feel good. You know, feeling good and doing good are two different things. It's just candy. Ugh. Why would, somebody help me out here. Why would California need a bill to report the number of guns? There's a registry for that. Maybe it's federal. Maybe they just want this by state. Okay, they need to know within their state who they have, and then that's what they're trying to do. But why would California need to know if the feds already know? That's, a, I mean, a legitimate question. Unless they're going to tax you. Because what comes if they start this now, a bill like this, then what? A gun tax? $5 for every gun every year? You got 100 guns, that's 500 a year. We'll take a tax on them. What's next? This is outrageous that they're doing this. I'm also having a hard time, not a lawyer, but I'm having a hard time finding out how it's illegal if they pass that law in California that they can't ask you because they can clearly do this with your car. Why can't they do it with your gun? Insane. Oh, I saw this report over the weekend. Have you heard of VAERS? It's the vaccine. Um, what's the best way to describe what they are? They're the vaccine statistician, statisticians inside the U.S. government, inside the CDC, the HHS, and all that stuff, right? Um, they, they, they track the success of various vaccines. And yes, they're a government agency, but they have to do their job. So they've put this out. You know, there's like 60. Now, if you, if you have a kid today, when I was born, between when I was born and age 18, I think we took three shots. Three. And now it's over 60 for a kid between birth and 18. That's pharmaceutical companies, folks. There's no reason for that. There is not a reason for that. I got three. They all work. They don't have side effects. But we've added ones that do. So they developed VAERS, and VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, decided we're going to start tracking people who get sick and or die because of vaccines. And you're going to like this one. No, you're going to hate it, but you're going to be astounded by it. From 1988 to 2021, over 50 vaccines out there, all combined, for every American that took them, have fewer vaccine deaths than the first year of COVID shots. Let me state this again. One year of people taking COVID shots killed more people from taking the shot than of over 50 vaccines combined for 33 years. 33 years of every other vaccine, we had fewer deaths than one year of COVID shots. That's amazing. That's a government fact. It's not a talking point. It's an absolute fact. And they are still pushing this thing. They want you to keep taking and taking and taking it. I mean, I don't even know. How is it approved? I assume at some point they changed it from experimental to approved. How is this approved? And I know it changes each year. They have variations of the shot. It changes because COVID changes every year. It's like the flu shot's different every year because the flu's different every year. They're always a year behind. 
The shot's always a year behind what the flu was the year before. Now it's the same thing with COVID. My question is, how are these shots approved? When we now know what we know about them, we don't need trial, clinical trials. We've got all of America and we've seen it. More people, COVID shot deaths in the first year of the COVID shot than the previous 33 years of 60 other vaccines combined. And we're going to keep juicing. Hey, here's a win. This is a great way to start the week. Here's a win for America, for conservatives in particular. We've talked a lot about Bud Light and boycotts, and we've seen real things happen that have harmed companies, made them change their ways. We're, we're getting this trickle of companies that are backing off, saying, okay, okay, whoa, there's too many of these folks. We don't want to lose them. This one's awesome. We're going to talk about climate change all the time, the Al Gore's of the world, the John Kerry's. There's a, a group called Climate Action 100 Plus, and it's hundreds of billions of dollars that they raise from liberal outfits. It's not just a think tank, it's implementation, it's, it's marketing, it's all the things that they do to make more and more money because it's a big business. Climate change is like racism. It's a big business. There's billions and billions of dollars in it. DEI, all these things are massive financial scams. So we all know this. JP Morgan, which is a huge bank, State Street, which is a massive firm, Wall Street, have both pulled out of working with and donating anything to climate action. They're out. They've pulled it. JP Morgan and State Street are out. They're done. We're done with you clowns. We're out. Because they're taking the pulse of the people. And this is swung, you know, the the all the lying during COVID all the lying the government's doing about the border, all of these th things that the Democrats are doing, lying to Americans and claiming the other guys are the liars, too many people are catching on. We see it reflected in poll after poll after poll. And so these folks are like, we're out of this climate thing. This looks like a big phony hoax, and there's no way that our money is going to make a difference. And it's not. There's no reason for J.P. Morgan and State Street to give money. The biggie of them all is an outfit called BlackRock, which is a massive investment firm. And they're big into DEI, climate change, all these different things. But they've been under fire big time the last year. They have pulled all their funding of climate action from the U.S. branch of BlackRock and left it to the international arm. The international arm of BlackRock can still give money to climate action, but they've pulled out in America so they can literally tell Americans we're out. So literally in the United States, J.P. Morgan, State Street, and, and BlackRock are all out of climate action. That's a win. Folks, that's a win. Now, we can say whatever we want about these folks. It's also probably good business on their part to stop, stop throwing their money away. Can you imagine as a company wasting money in any way greater than giving it to climate change? You are not going to fix the climate with your money. We can't win a tiny little war in Ukraine with our money. How in the world are we going to change the weather with our money? Sometimes you got to step back from the nonsense and just ask the question. This is the one I always use. Did cars create the ice age? Did cars create the volcanic age? Uh, did Man didn't do either one. Neither. We're just lucky to be here, folks. We can't ruin this thing. Whatever happens on this planet happens. If it's frozen over in a million years and all humans die, we're lucky to live when we lived. That's it. That's it. We ain't changing the weather. This just in. If the weather's been bothering you this winter, you've got drafty windows, you might want to consider calling Window World. I chatted with John Gillette a little bit last week. He's a really good dude, man. And he asked me if I might cut some other commercials for him. And I said, absolutely. He's thinking about running another place. I said, sure, man. As long as I've known you, he's a great dude. Really, really good people. And their customer service is outstanding. They have lifetime warranties at Window World on American-made products, windows, siding, doors. If you're looking for storm doors, doors out to your deck, sliding doors, patio doors, or siding on some houses, they do that as well. But their windows are simply the best for less. They're the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're looking for replacement windows, could I please recommend Window World? They're online at windowskansascity.com. They even have low financing available right now. Dr. Jeremy Fry and his team at Fry Orthodontics. Teeth love us. You will too. Whether it's Invisalign, ceramic, or metal braces, you're going to get that smile for life. I told you last week about the little video I sent to Dr. Jeremy. 
He laughed. It's so funny. It's this beautiful woman walking up on a park bench. It's a comedy skit for a show somewhere in Central America, it looks like, or South America. It's all in Spanish. And she walks up to these dudes on benches, and she's gorgeous, until they start talking to her, and she talks, and she smiles, and she's got missing teeth. Or they're blacked out. It just looks ridiculous. It looks like she's lost half her teeth. And they're all scared of her, and they get up and walk away. And I'm like, here's the most beautiful woman these people have ever seen, these guys, and they're scared of her because she doesn't have teeth. That's Hey, get that smile straight. Get it right. FryOrthodontics.com. 14 locations, now in Lawrence. A smile is just the start. At FryOrthodontics.com, your first appointment is free. And Advantage Termite and Pest Control, it's going to feel like spring all week long. I was sitting out back yesterday watching golf, sitting in the sun, trying to get some vitamin D. And a bug was flying around. It seemed like it was a bee. It was not. It was something smaller than that. It wasn't. I'm like, there it is. I had the first flying bug of spring. It was a harmless little thing. It flew over to a little plant by where I was sitting. I'm Again, I'm not exactly sure what it was. It wasn't a bee. It wasn't a fly. But it was something flying around. And I thought, that's the best sign ever. But make sure critters aren't crawling into your house. That's Advantage Termite and Pest Control. They're ready to treat your house right now. Hey, make the switch this year. Or if you've never had pest control and you fight this thing yourself, it's not expensive. And they take care of everything for you. And if you ever have a problem between appointments, it's free. They come and they get it. Like if something happens between appointments and you've got a problem, they come out free. There's no charge for that if you're on regular service. It is a great value. Advantage Termite and Pest Control is online at AdvantageTPC.com or call 913-768-8989 and say, Kevin said switch. You'd be happy if you did. On to sports. The Kansas Jayhawks, many believe, turned the corner on Saturday by whipping the Oklahoma Sooners. KU was down in this game. They looked kind of like the road team they've been, and then they turned it on. Hunter Dickinson was just too good for everyone else in this game. Last week, Kansas basketball was all about Hunter Dickinson. He was unenthused, uninspired, and played awful at Texas Tech on Monday night. Bill Self spent the entire week coaching defense, saying if we play defense, we're going to get rebounds, we're going to get some fast break points, we're going to crash the boards more, Dickinson's going to get some easy baskets, and that's indeed what happened. Hunter Dickinson was the best player on the floor by a million miles. And there's really no reason most nights that Hunter Dickinson isn't the best player on the floor. He seems like a guy that needs to be motivated. The NBA is not that high on him. But in college basketball, he is amazing when he plays well. And you don't beat Kansas when he goes off. Kansas gets their seventh win against top 25 teams. That's number one in the country. So sitting at 8-5 and five in the Big 12, right now KU is still projected as a number two seed. That's unbelievable. Because they have seven top 25 wins, and they're Kansas, they're, that's built in, KU's not done losing. Okay, they're not. Well, they have six losses on the year. It's possible they lose 10 by the NCAA tournament. I don't think they will. It's more likely they have eight or nine. They have to play at Baylor. They're playing at Houston. I don't expect them to win those games. Kansas. Maybe college, all of, look, I think most people think UConn is the best team out there. I think Houston's better than Kansas. I think if they wound up playing neutral site in the NCAA tournament for a trip to the final four, I think Houston would be favored by two points probably in that game. But I think the payback's coming. The road game at Houston. I think Baylor at Baylor is going to be a problem. I I, I think this is a good win. I expected Kansas to lose. They were a two-point favorite in this game at Oklahoma, but I was surprised they won. The way they've been playing on the road, it surprised me they've won. So they have turned some sort of a corner. The question is, were they just better in the second half of that game? Was it just the second half of the game? They made a nice little run at the end of the half. They were down 10 or 11 and got it within five at halftime and then won the game and won it going away. That's not uncommon, but it's uncommon this year for Kansas to do that on the road. So a lot of good things there for Bill Self as they got McCuller back and they look pretty good. Maybe you can lose eight, nine, ten games and be a two seed. I don't know. Kansas is the only team we need to worry about for the NCAA tournament. K-State essentially played its way out of the NCAA tournament by losing at home Saturday to TCU. They weren't good. They were down most of the game. They fought back, had a chance, blew that, blah, blah, blah. But That's a home game. You can't see Kansas State really winning any road games at this point. So I, I don't think they've got a chance. I just, I don't see it. I mean, they... They need a miracle finish. They got to go on a huge run to make the tournament. Are they still alive in some way? I guess. 
I guess they haven't been completely knocked out, but they're done. They're, the K-State's not making the tournament. Missouri is winless in the SEC. I don't have words for that. Another game, I guess they had a chance. They don't win. It's all Kansas. Here we go. It's all Kansas. We will, at some point, take a deeper dive into Iowa State. They got a chance to win the Big 12. Looks like it will be Iowa State or Houston winning the Big 12. They're having an unbelievable year, and I know a lot of you are Iowa State fans as well. So maybe K-State and Missouri fans will jump on board this NCAA tournament and be big Cyclone fans. Seems like an easy team to root for. Maybe that will happen. Royals news, they play the Rangers on Friday. First spring training game. They're there. My favorite spring training story so far. I'm going to bring you spring training stories. They're not going to be until the end when we see who's hurt, who's not, what the lineup looks like. There's some mock lineups lineups out there and stuff like that. You know what the starting rotation looks like, how much better that is with the addition of Waka and Lugo. And I mean, they've done some really nice things here. I'm going to try to bring you some spring training stories that are interesting. The Royals signed a pitcher named Will Smith, who they had 10 years ago. He started his career in Kansas City. He's been a very successful reliever over a long period of time since the Royals traded him or let him go. The Royals signed him back this year with the opportunity to get some chances to be the closer. He's done that before. He may or may not be the closer, but he's a good reliever, and he's not expensive. He's 34 years old. They're going to pay him $5 million, and he's got a couple little kids. And his wife said, great, we're going back to Kansas City. They liked it here. They're happy to come back. He's going to have a, a good role with the Royals. He's a very important player for the Royals, Will Smith. His wife's looking around. She goes, you know what? I don't think anybody on that team has kids. He's like, what? He's already signed his deal. I mean, he's looking around going, oh, Bobby Witt doesn't have any kids. All these players don't have kids. So what does Will Smith and his wife do? They start recruiting Seth Lugo, who's a free agent. He's like, hey, man, we're friends. They've known each other. They've played together. We're friends. You got kids. We got kids. We're the exact same age. This division, this is essentially what Will Smith told Seth Lugo. This division is PUD. Like, Lugo, you've been facing some studs. Come on over here to the uh, AL Central and start pitching to these guys. This division is PUD. We can contend. This is a weak division. We're 34 years old. We've made more money than we'll ever spend. We're friends. Our kids know each other. Let's go play for the Royals together. And what do you know? Seth Lugo signs with the Royals. That's a great story. Ken Rosenthal busted that one out for the Athletic. That's just a great story. When you have a player recruiting another player into free agency because they're friends the same age and their kids can play together, that is a great reason to spend a year in Kansas City playing baseball. And the pitch was not just that we're friends and our kids are friends and all that. The pitch is, this is the weakest division in baseball. Let's go win this damn thing. Man, I don't know that the Royals can win the division, but it don't take much. A few games over 500, and you're right there. I can promise you that. And just give me a collection of guys that think they can, and I'm a happy fan. I'll be very happy this year. If the Royals break spring training with a healthy team that believes it can win the division and goes out and just starts the season at 10-10, and I'll be the happiest guy ever. Let's go do this. A golf note, Hideki Matsuyama wins the LA Open. He's your Masters champion, current Masters champion. Matsuyama shot nine under par on Sunday. This is how you're supposed to win a golf tournament. Patrick Cantlay was leading all weekend, and it looked like it wasn't going to be a very good tournament. Tiger got the poops and had to quit. Uh, Jordan Spieth signed an incorrect scorecard. They kicked him out. You're like, okay, where's the fireworks here for this big, massive golf tournament in LA? Very important PGA Tour golf event. And it worked. A great young star, Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters champion, shot nine under. It was one of the most remarkable rounds ever. On a 500-yard par four where nobody hits it close, you're just trying to make a par four, he hit it to four inches from like 199 yards out or something to four inches and tapped it in for birdie. He's making birdie on a hole where a lot of guys are making bogey. The guy was incredible. Nine under is insane. And he did that, and he won. And we love to see that. We love to see guys on tour in golf go win the tournament. So many times it's bunched up. Three guys get in a playoff. Two of the three guys bogey the first hole. The other guy pars and he wins the tournament. No, no, that's not what this was. Hideki Matsuyama was a freak show. The Masters is on notice. Matsuyama is available for the green jacket, it appears. 
Daytona 500 rained out again. They always rain out. There's a lot of rain in Florida this time of year. It rained out. It runs this afternoon. If you're listening to this before Monday afternoon, the Daytona 500 is Monday afternoon. Joey Logano's on the pole. I think Brad Keselowski is still the favorite, the odds-on favorite in this thing. I will watch the Great American Race at points today. I will not sit down for four hours and watch every second of it, but I do like the Daytona 500. It is sad that it's today, and I think they should reschedule it for Saturday. I think the Daytona should be rescheduled for Saturday every year so they can run it on Sunday if they need to. I don't know why they keep having Monday finishes or Monday Daytona 500s. It doesn't make any sense to me. This race legitimately should be Saturday night. They should start it about an hour before darkness and finish it on the lights on Saturday night. And if they don't have good weather, they've got all day Sunday. Or if they need to finish it on Sunday. I know that window on Sunday is like the most watched window. I know that. Or maybe you can't really do it on a contingency. Boy, the Monday finishes are just really, really bad for NASCAR overall. The NBA All-Star game was Sunday night. The East won 211 to 186. Damian Lillard was your MVP. Yeah, that, that was the final score, 211 to 186. A buddy texted me. He said, Kevin, this is going to be crazy tonight, the, the scoring in this thing. The total on the game is 355.5, bet the over. I said, I couldn't put a nickel on the over of this game. I don't know anything about the NBA. I never really watch. That's crazy. I said, won't they, even if they're wide open, miss a bunch of three-pointers because they're taking three-pointers? This game was nuts. The total was 355.5. That's total points both teams combined in an NBA All-Star game. It landed on 397. It went over by 41.5. was never close. That's crazy. The basketball game score was 211 to 186. It's... I'll say this, there's too much scoring in the regular NBA. There's not enough strategy. I, I, I'm i telling you, I'd change the shot clock. 24 is too fast. I'd move it to 25 first, maybe 26. I'd have more sets. I'd allow some, I'd allow some creativity. If there are fewer possessions in a game, they will play more defense. There becomes more strategy in the NBA game. It doesn't come down to like the last three minutes, and that's that. I think the NBA could learn something from college basketball. Just the product, just the way the game is played. All they've wanted is this score, 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 score. They've got it. And I can't remember a time when fewer people watch the NBA than right now. Doesn't seem to be at some sort of an all-time high. Our final final coming right up, brought to you by Buck Roofing and Construction and Buck Disposal. Buck Disposal is online at buckdisposal.com. Buck Roofing is a phone call for your free roof inspection this spring. 913 314-2680. That freezing cold can crack wood shake shingles. You can get something called ice damming in your house. That as it gets warmer and we get range, you can get some flooding, some drips in your home. They'll check it out for you right now. It's a great time of year to have your roof inspected. Call Ron Buck at 913-384-2680. Oh, our friends at the Blue Mountain Hotel in Goolsby's in Manhattan welcome you this spring for any kind of an event. If you're headed there for a wedding, a ball tournament, Man, I went to a third-grade basketball game yesterday. Am I a great uncle if my niece's son, is he my great-nephew? Is that what that's called? My niece, eight-year-old son, it was so fun watching that basketball game. I had a blast. I'm going to go to more. And they both play baseball, he and his brother. I'm going to go to some of those this year, too, because apparently my kids are going to piddle around and not give me grandchildren. So I'm going to live through those boys. Anyway, the point is they have a travel team in baseball and they travel around and stuff. Manhattan has a lot of tournaments, soccer. If you're going to Manhattan for one of these, book your team to stay at the Blue Mountain Hotel this summer. Spring, summer, fall. They love ball teams. There's cool stuff to do. If you get a rainout day, you're indoors. They have batting cages, golf simulators, duck pin bowling. They've got Goolsby's there where the parents can go up. This is what travel team parents love to do. Pour your own beer off the wall or seltzer right off the wall. BlueMontHotel.com for more information if you want to check it out or give them a shout. Great place to stay, Manhattan, Kansas. It is the Blue Mont Hotel online at BlueMontHotel.com. And I was sitting on my new patio furniture yesterday from Amini's. We got it last fall. Uh, we love it. It's the O.W. Lee collection. It is not cheap. But we have some O.W. Lee furniture around our fire pit in our backyard that is close to 20 years old. We don't take the cushions in. And we don't cover it in the winter. We keep it open for in case there's a nice day so we can go sit out there. Our patio furniture at the Keatsman's, 365. We don't bring it in and we don't cover it. 
We don't because we bought O.W. Lee. And again, it's not cheap, but you want the good stuff that's going to last 20 years or longer. It's amazing how well it lasts. And we have the bar stools now around our little bar outside. It's really, really nice. It's from Amini's, of course, Kansas City's distributor for O.W. Lee Outdoor Patio Furniture. It is the best outdoor furniture anywhere. It's as good in Kansas City as it is in Minneapolis, as it is in Phoenix. Doesn't matter. Sun, wind, rain, snow, cold, hot. O.W. Lee Outdoor Furniture at Amini's. Online at Amini's.com or 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Our final final is the People's Choice Awards. This came on last night. I didn't know the host. I didn't know the people they were talking about. The Lifetime Achievement Award was going to Adam Sandler. So I thought, okay, this isn't for me. I don't know any of these movies, any of these shows, any of these people. The People's Choice Award is essentially 10-year-olds to 30-year-olds on their phones voting for their favorite celebrities in whatever category. So you'll not be surprised to know that Taylor Swift was the Social Celebrity Award winner of the People's Choice Award, and Travis Kelsey is the Athlete of the Year. Now, did you ever think a Kansas City Chiefs player would ever be a People's Choice Award winner? That's unbelievable. But yep, Tay-Tay's boyfriend won it. People's Choice Awards Athlete of the Year is Travis Kelsey. Neither was there. They are both People's Choice Awards winner. That's a great start to the week at KKHI. Thanks for hitting the play button. Thanks for telling your friends about it. We're at 65,000 daily followers now. That is just incredible. Thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed to be a patron, we'd love to have you on board. Go to kksissues.com. It's $5.99 a month. We do three premium podcasts a week in addition to the regular ones and a newsletter on the weekends. We'd love to have you on board for that. If not, just hit the like, follow, or subscribe button and tell your friends that you think Kevin Keatsman has issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.